you ever forgotten your password? <laughs> you know this frustrating feeling when you forget your password. Well, as I was reflecting on today's gospel reading, I felt like I forgot the password. I get the whole part of being prepared because you don't know the hour or the day when Jesus might come for us. But it's that middle part that I'm confused by. It seems to be the key to understanding how we are prepared for Jesus whenever he comes for us. In particular, the word oil. And it has me baffled. The, re the reason is that the wise virgins are the ones, the five wise out for us is the example we're called to follow. And what they do is pretty peculiar. It's very different than what we see later in the same chapter of Matthew. Again, five wise virgins, five foolish virgins. Five wise virgins have oil. Five foolish virgins ask the wise virgins for some of their oil. And the five wise virgins refuse to share their oil. That's very different than what happens later in the same chapter of Matthew's gospel. Where Jesus tells us in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, we need to share our food with the hungry. We need to share our drink with the thirsty. We need to share our clothing with the naked. But there's something that appears to be altogether different about whatever this oil represents. I felt like I'd forgotten the password on how to figure out the meaning of this word oil. So whenever I forget a password, usually I guess on what that password might be. And I figured, okay, ten virgins, maybe the password is virginity. Father Jeremy's response, wrong password. So thank Father Jeremy for saving you from hearing an awkward homily about virginity. You know what I do next when I forgot a password? I don't want to be locked out of the account. So instead, I look to see if it's written down somewhere. So I looked earlier in the Gospel of Matthew. Maybe it's written down some there, somewhere there. And sure enough, I found it. It's during the Sermon of the Mount where Jesus says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Purity in heart is the password. If you take the word oil and replace it with purity in heart, you start to understand what they does. When you think about back to your own baptism, the, this is the moment when your heart is more pure than any time before in your life. And at your baptism, what did you receive? You received oil and a candle. When you're given this candle, the bishop, priest, or deacon says these words to the parents and godparents. This light is entrusted to you to be kept burning brightly. This child of yours has been enlightened by Christ. He is to walk always as a child of the light. May he keep the flame of faith alive in his heart. When the Lord comes, may he go out to meet him with all the saints in the heavenly kingdom. You see, the foolish virgins are foolish because they mistakenly think they can take the purity of heart from the wise virgins and make it their own. They mistakenly think they can go buy purity of heart from some merchants at midnight. They do not know that the purity of heart is the password to unlock the door to the kingdom of heaven. 
that they must keep their purity of heart entirely for Jesus. That purity of heart is the password to enter the kingdom of heaven, and they shall see God. Whenever you hear about a wise female virgin, we are meant to think of the, mo the wisest female virgin of all time, the blessed ever-virgin Mary. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary unexpectedly, Mary was prepared. What the angel Gabriel proposed to Mary was that the Holy Spirit will come upon her and the power of the Most High would overshadow her and she would conceive and bring it into her body and this world, Jesus. While the proposal in the moment was unexpected, Mary had the purity in heart and was prepared for Jesus with her response. May it be done to me according to your word. She didn't say, wait for me to get prepared and I'll come back for you later. She was prepared to be united with Jesus right at that moment and for all eternity. The gift of purity in heart is given to us and is intended to be shared exclusively with the one who we will spend the rest of our lives with. There are certain gifts we have been given which are not meant to be given to just any fool who wants them. The oil of the parable represents the unique thing that each virgin has to offer the bridegroom. Each one's oil is a gift of their purity and heart. The wise virgins refused to give their oil because they knew they were meant to give their whole, pure heart, not a divided heart, to the person they wanted to spend the rest of their lives with. Sometimes we have a distorted vision of humans as somebody who we're supposed to use. Sometimes we have this distorted versions like the five foolish virgins who viewed purity in heart that the wise virgins had as objects they could use for their own selfish purpose. We are persons to be loved, not objects to be used. The wise virgins knew that they had to choose between giving their purity in heart to someone who would just use it for their own selfish purpose or to save it for the one who they wanted to spend the rest of their lives loving. The wise virgins are wise because they can discern the difference between these two. When we try to use what God has given us in a way that is divorced from the way Jesus wants it to be used, it is as empty as a lamp with no oil in it that produces no light. The darkness of the oilless lamps signify the sad waste of a life that acts on one's own selfish reasons, desires, impulses, and instead decides we are called instead to be fueled by the substance of God's will illuminating us. The wise virgins know the difference between someone who just wants to use us and someone who wants to love us. And so does Jesus. The wise virgins, like all humans, including Jesus, want to be loved, not used. Jesus knows those who want to spend the rest of their lives loving him, and he welcomes them into his kingdom. Jesus is also aware of those who do not really know Jesus, and who foolishly want to use Jesus just so they can get into his kingdom and then discard him forever. Jesus recognizes and respects the decision they have foolishly made in their hearts to be separated from him 
for the rest of their lives. You know, if we were to ask Jesus, how do you know when you have found the one you want to spend the rest of your life with? I think his response would be this. When I see the one who is prepared to spend the rest of their life with me. The wise virgins know that the moment when they met their bridegroom would change the course of the rest of their lives forever. And they wanted to be prepared. The parable Jesus tells us starts on one day and ends on the second day. The wise virgins knew not to put off for tomorrow that which could be done today. When the bridegroom arrives at midnight at the start of the second day, the wise virgins are prepared with purity in their heart, and the foolish virgins are scrambling to figure out a way to get ready. When it comes to preparing for Jesus' coming, tomorrow could be too late. At the end of the day, delayed obedience is disobedience. So having purity of heart is how we prepare for Jesus' coming. But how exactly do we go about having purity of heart? The first way is through the sacraments. I mentioned at our baptism, we receive oil and a candle. At confirmation, we receive more oil. In every situation we find throughout the day, we maintain purity of heart by doing what we feel in our heart is what Jesus wants us to do in that moment. And when we fall short of that, we go to confession and regain purity of heart. Perhaps the best way to have purity of heart is to let Jesus work on purifying our heart from the inside. Jesus comes to us today in the sacrament of the Eucharist with the same desire he had when the angel Gabriel visited the Virgin Mary. Jesus comes and desires to enter inside of us. He desires to purify our hearts, to redeem our relationship, to redeem our brokenness. As we approach the altar today to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, let us pray. Jesus, give us your love and your purity of heart. It is your love and your heart, Jesus, that we deserve the least, but need the most. Jesus, help us to love others the way you love us and the way you love them. Help us to see in them someone who is made in your image and likeness, someone you have came and given your life for. In addition to the sacraments, my favorite way to start the day is to lay and pray. To let Jesus know what's on my mind and what's on my heart. To listen what's on Jesus' mind and what's on Jesus' heart. We come from a God who is love. We are meant to love Jesus with purity of heart while we are here on this earth. And our second reading tells us that we are to return to Jesus at the end of time. So whether we are young or old, whether we are single, married, or celibate, what we all have in common is that our first love is meant to be Jesus. Jesus is the one we are meant to spend the rest of our lives with. Jesus knows at the end of the day and at the end of our lives, we all want to rest with someone who loves us unconditionally and who wants to spend the rest of our lives with us. When we let Jesus work in us, we will always have purity in heart and the fuel necessary to be prepared for him by shining a light that is pleasing to his sight. Jesus spent
rest of his life with the one who has the password of purity of heart and is ready to spend the rest of their life with him. When we are prepared with purity in heart, we will have oil 